Summers are hot, I am sweaty, and this is Discussion Ready. Let's go. Welcome back to our little corner of the universe. A new corner, because Franco moved. I'm in my new house. I think DeAndre's come around to it. It is nice, so I'll give you that. He doesn't completely feel... Left alone. Just abused anymore? Oh, I'm still abused, but that's not by you. That's work. Ah. Which you can't get into very much. No, I can't. I don't don't know what I can and can't say. I don't know. It's not like it's a big project I'm on. But you're doing what you want to be doing. That's true. I'm working on it. And, I mean, I'm getting to where I want to be, I guess. Mm. But I'm making, like, major strides. Because I have, like, people that are, like, that believe in me. Mm. Now that they've met me. And they're like, oh my god, you're so great, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, thank you. That's what you need. You just need people in your corner. I have great people in my corner. Like, you. I'm in your corner. Sometimes I sit down. Sometimes I stand up. Sometimes you run away. And yeah, leave me all alone and abandoned. Sometimes I go to a different corner, but... You're like a cat. Yeah, I'm just like a cat. I like the corners. That's where I like to be. That's where I like to stand. That's where I like to sit. I have a nook, guys. My new house has a reading nook where I can sit and I can read books. It's great. Isn't nook like an e-reader too, though? Yeah, Nook is like... Uh, or was it? Is it gone now? I don't think it's gone. I think I still see people with those. I don't know if it's as successful because, you know, Kindle swooped in and it seems like it was the big thing. But I've also heard people who have, like, tablets. Like, people have all kinds of different stuff. Actually, speaking of Kindle, like, did you hear about Amazon is um, kind of not, like, disrupting the grocery market like they thought they were when they purchased Whole Foods? No, I like, did not. Because this is very... This is interesting because... Because of the, like, purchase they had of Whole Foods, you know, they had this grand idea that they're, like, they would upset Walmart and, like, Smith's and all these different other chains and become, like, a competing force. But in the, I guess it's been a year, in the year that they've been running Whole Foods, nothing's really, like, got pushed in their direction. Mm-hmm. And it's because, like, Walmart, like, current, like, 2019, you know, this time, uh, Walmart and these other stores, like, learned to adapt quickly. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, they automatically, like, jumped on doing e-commerce and, like, online pickups and all this stuff so they can compete right away rather than being like, oh, that's not going to work. Oh, that's yeah. not, And, like, letting Whole Foods, like, do it. And then all of a sudden, like, they fall behind. So they jumped on it right away. And so there's no, like, <clears throat> catching up to do. They're all in the same playing field. Plus, Whole Foods has already had a preset, like, um, mindset that people had of it because it had the running uh, title as Whole Paycheck because of the prices, and there wasn't, they don't, there's not as many Whole Foods as there's, like, Walmart and other stuff, so Amazon kind of is struggling on trying to get that identity changed, and growing stores and so they are looking at actually creating a whole new grocery chain in order to like get rid of that like image so there might be a chance that whole foods eventually like dies off one day because 
if Amazon decides to just like kill it and then like create their own like chain, they could do that. Their own grocery store. Yeah, like yeah, a whole certainly. new different name. Could be. You know. It seems it seems pretty profitable though. I mean, every time I'm in one, they seem pretty packed. But then again, that's just here where we live. I don't know how well they do. Yeah. Know. I don't but I mean, I haven't noticed any like differences like no one it hasn't gotten more packed or any busier than it always has been. Yeah, that's true. So like I, I can see where it's not really affecting anything. And it's kinda of, like if you were to do this like ten years ago in Amazon Amazon would have been like, oh, we're going to do this. And Walmart's like, oh, that won't work or something, you know. And then all of a sudden everyone jumps on it because it did work. But every, they were smart enough to, like, stay within the in the game and be like, no, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to keep up with you this time. We're not going to let you just, like, take over. Yeah. Nothing that we predict ever happens exactly like we think it's going to happen. I mean, we make all these big predictions about, like, markets and how, like, this thing is going to become a monopoly and it's going to disrupt everything. And sometimes that's right, but it, it seems to me like a lot of times we, if not overhype things, then at least misinterpret the data and make it seem as if we're approaching this just just catastrophic change in the way the world works and I haven't really experienced that within my lifetime at least with stuff like this with Amazon and with um, you know these like new things that get developed I mean certainly there's been changes like things always change but it, I don't know you know what I mean I got you you got me just letting you run on your thoughts. Okay. Trying to think about my next thoughts. Me and Franco were talking about um, if, like, we thought of, like, fictional characters but in a real-life setting, and we were uh, the best one we could think of, really, because it's a group of people that you can actually, like, look into. Right. Is the the Marvel universe or even like DC universe and we were talking about like who we thought in like certain key like human points in life like who they would support in a like presidential like election or what are their like preferences you know like who do you think like likes Domino's of Pizza Hut or like is I, I, for sure like Captain America is just like dead set Brooklyn like pizza all the way. Yeah, like, and sure. I, I think Tony's probably the same way. I think Tony Stark probably when it comes to pizza has like some pretentious place that he loves to eat. Oh, I I think he has like a deep dish preference for sure. Like he he'll be like, we got to go to Chicago. I need a deep dish. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, even but at same time like in Avengers he like just spotted a shawarma place and he's like hey that's interesting I want to go try that randomly <laughs> so. I, that's still one of my favorite like, <laughs> jokes of the whole Marvel cinematic universe the shawarma thing I just I saw a shawarma place back there I, I want to try it, it let's try it um or like you know we were talking about how based off of like their backgrounds uh who did we say 
I, now I'm blanking on who we said was what in regards to, like, their potential candidates. Okay, so what happened is I sent DeAndre this article that I found, which I thought was pretty ridiculous. So it was an article that proposed that Avengers Endgame had some kind of secret, hidden, conservative agenda in it, and then it like laid out all the points. Not all the points in the article were bad, but a lot of what it was suggesting, I felt, was a little... seemed like it was reaching, trying to find stuff that maybe wasn't totally there. But it started us off in this conversation where we were going, I wonder what they do believe politically, like the Avengers. Because if you look at some of the movies, you have Civil War, and so you have um, an unusual distrust of the government from Captain America, which is pretty surprising. And uh, Tony Stark, who's really in favor of regulations, even though he's a big business guy and used to build weapons, so that's also kind of surprising. But we just started talking about it, like, and we, what it comes down to for us is we, we started saying, who would the Avengers have voted for individually in 2016? And um, so with Tony, we were, I think we were sort of debating maybe whether or not he would have voted for Trump because he's a, a, business, a man. business guy. And, like, yeah, you're right, he does sell weapons and stuff. But, like, I think with his growth, you have to see his change also would change yeah. like preferences but then I was also saying that Pepper would also be like in the background nudging him and be like you're gonna do what? <laughs> well, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Or like honestly I don't even know if he he votes he probably is like Pepper I don't have time for this can you do this? And she like just bubbles it in for him. Probably. So probably. if like someone like interviewed him one day be like so can you tell us why you chose to vote for uh, Gary Johnson? Mm-hmm. And like randomly like <laughs> I could see her like messing around and just like doing that. I could too. <laughs> Ant Man definitely voted for Gary Johnson. He just seems like the type of guy. I just feel like on a on a joke that he might, but also at the same time I just don't if he was serious about it, I don't know if he actually would. Yeah, that's a good point. Mark Ruffalo was definitely Bernie Sanders all the way. Yeah. Not just Mark Ruffalo, but Bruce Banner. Yeah. Bruce Banner. Mark Ruffalo is Bernie, Bernie but like <laughs> Yeah. I agree. And then, did we say someone voted for Jill Stein? I thought we had like brought up someone that might have voted for her. Didn't I like? Didn't weren't we texting about this? Don't we, we have were, all this information? I can't remember who it was. I think Matt Murdock, Daredevil, probably definitely voted for Trump because he's Catholic. Not saying all the Catholics. I just actually scrolled to that part where you said that. <laughs> Well, we talked about this for a while, didn't we? We did. Uh. Oh, General Ross definitely voted for Trump. Yeah, General Ross for sure was a Trump guy. He's always freaking out about the Hulk, freaking out about aliens. Oh, for sure. He's like, like... This guy's going to shut everything down. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been that would have been his mindset for sure. I don't know about Captain America. 
I genuinely don't. Like, there's a part of me that thinks he probably would have voted for Hillary Clinton because... Oh, yeah, and like I told you, like, Doctor Strange just cheats because he can see any reality, so he just, yeah. like, chooses based off of that. Who he, who he knows is going to win. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I don't know. This, this is kind of a weird one, but I could honestly see Black Widow, Natasha, voting for Trump. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just me. I feel like she wouldn't. Like, but I see where, like, background-wise, if you're thinking about it, but... If you look about, Also, like, I don't know, can she vote? Are, I don't well, think she's actually American. That's a good point. She probably cannot vote. If she could... I don't know. I don't know. And like I told you, Thor laughs at the democratic process, so he, he just right. thinks it's silly and petty <laughs> he and human. He's just like, oh, oh, Groot. We said Groot voted for Jill Stein. Yeah, 100%. Because he's a tree. <laughs> but yeah, no, with Ke- with uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, I really don't know. I don't know if he... What do you think? I don't... Like, I feel like because he's, like, military-born and, like... But he also has... He has, like, his values, too. And I'm like, I don't know. I could I could see it happening. I don't I can't see a way where he, like, chooses any other side, really. But, like, then he also has the, that whole, like, mistrusting government, too. So maybe he just... No, I just... I feel like he would want to step away from it, but... He couldn't. He's too, like, patriotic to do so. Like, he he has to vote. It's essential. It's, like, def- a definite must for him. But I don't I don't know. Maybe he closes his eyes and just, like, fills one in. And is like, okay, that's who I chose. I don't know. I feel like he would have put a lot of thought into it. I, just, I guess, I, yeah, I just don't see him... Even if he's kind of a conservative guy, I just don't see him... <clears throat> Pulling the letter for Trump. Maybe that's just me. But I also don't totally know that he would have supported Hillary Clinton. But also we can't forget about like in the, the events that have happened in their world. Like the attack on New York mm-hmm. and Sokovia and all, all these like world events would cause people to react accordingly to that. So that like a lot of people that we think would vote one way would probably vote an entirely different way mm. in regards to like a certain attack or... Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But then we're also thinking about, like, just everyday life. Like, what kind of ice cream would they have? Like, what flavors are their favorite? Or, like, obviously we said the pizza thing. Or what are their, what are their like, brand loyalties? You know, like, who's, who's using an iPhone while other people are... Oh, obviously Tony doesn't use any of those. He's like, nah, I'm going to use my own thing. Yeah, for sure. He, he uses all his own shit. I bet you any amount of money, Captain America shops at Hollister. To this day, as a grown man, <laughs> shops at Hollister. <laughs> Guarantee. Why do you say that? Just look at him. I mean, Just he, look at him. Look he at definitely has the Hollister look, but I don't know if he'd like actually like... Look at his jeans. That's what he wears. I just think he'd be like the crazy vet, you know, wearing the camel pants. I don't know. Every time I see him in... in a scene in one of those movies when he's not wearing his suit, he just looks, you know, 
magazine, male model, poster boy. But most of the times, those clothes he's wearing is like Under Armour and like Queen Nike cut. stuff. Like yeah, that's true. Compression shirts. That's true. Maybe Nike. Maybe I feel. I feel like he's probably. I feel like Nike. he's that dude, bro. That's like, yeah, I gotta let my muscles pop. I don't know. I don't see if I could see him being like that. I don't, not intentionally, but I feel like he just like wears the tightest shirts. But mm-hmm. it, obviously, he's huge, so maybe there's just a size doesn't exist. It could be proportionately. Could be. I could just feel. I could see Tony getting offended if no one uses his tech, though. Like I built this for you guys, and you're over here using an iPhone. Yeah. And you're like it just it, it I I the operation of it is just easier for me, Tony. One hundred percent. I see you. I see you. You know what? This is why civil war happened. <laughs> because you wouldn't use my iPhone alternative. I am Iron Man. Um. What else is going on? <clears throat> we haven't really seen any movies lately. I'm just working. Yeah, me too. Been work, a lot of working, a lot of moving, trying to find time to write. Just stay writing, just keep my projects moving. Which is hard. It's hard to find time for that stuff when you're when you're uh, working. It really is. Uh Big things are coming around, I guess, for uh, Tesla. What's going on with there's, him? I don't, there's just a lot of report or reports. I don't want to say a lot. I'm sure there's plenty. But um, reports of what's to come this year. We already know we're going to get the pickup truck. Like That's going to be revealed either late summer or the end of the year. Tesla pickup truck? Yeah. They already have the teaser image online. You can see it. It looks very... It's You can't really gauge the shape. It's uh, the pic- the way the picture shot like looks really boxy, mm-hmm. and there's there's this like futuristic light bar mm-hmm. that's gonna be like the lights, mm-hmm. but that's all you get like, and that's what how they usually do it. They'll have like dark images, you know, and just show you a portion of the like the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, oh my god, what's like it gonna look like? But we'll see on that, and it's supposed to compete with the Ford F one fifty and Porsche nine one one. Nice. Um. It's gonna be able to tow more than an F one, uh, like theoretically. But like anything Elon said about his things, for the most part, tend to be true. When he's like, "Oh, it's gonna be capable of doing this or that." So I heard something about something that he said. Did he say that he's deleting his Twitter? Yes. Did oh, he actually delete his Twitter? No. That was my favorite series of tweets that he's ever done. <laughs> it was amazing. No, I heard something about how his satellites, the number of satellites, are going to obstruct some views of the stars, and there was a protest around this. I had not heard like about a protest, that. but like people were like saying, "Hey, we, you know, this is going to block out the stars." And he said something along the lines of, "Don't worry, my satellites are going to reflect the light from the stars." <laughs> I don't know if this is real. This is what I heard. I could hear, see should, him, like, saying that. We should verify it. I mean, I could... It, it could, because that's a lot of satellites they're looking at shooting up. Mm-hmm. And I told you when I was on my trip, like, we looked up and we saw the streaks of those satellites. Mm. And it was yeah. really wild to, like, watch them, like, shoot through the sky. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen any movies, but... Have you watched that Dave Letterman show on Netflix? Uh, his... What's it called? Like, My Next Guest... Yeah. I saw the first episode. Riley had kind of watched the show, I think. 
but I, we haven't haven't kept up with it. And for people who are listening who don't know, another reminder: Riley is DeAndre's roommate. God, if they don't know at this point, yeah, you should know who he is at this point because DeAndre mentions him in every episode. Do I? Yeah. Well, he should be flattered. He should be flattered. Um. So yeah, the I watched the first season, and this weekend. I watched the first episode of the second season, and that's the episode of Kanye West. Okay. It was actually amazing. Kanye was, or David yeah. Letterman was? Kanye. It was a great episode. It was really interesting and insightful, like, hearing his perspective on his mental illness, and he does this thing a lot, which I've, I've said this about him for a long time, where as an artist, he says a lot of crazy shit, but once you probe a little deeper and try to understand what it is that he's saying. The the idea that he's trying to get across with, with a lot of the stuff that he says actually is kind of cool half the time. Now, he's said a lot of, like, political things and a lot of, you know, things that are just, quite frankly, a little bit out there that I'm not on board with. But in the episode, he was saying some really interesting stuff about the way that people with mental illness are treated when they get taken into hospitals, and he was saying stuff about the way that people who are celebrities, but also people who are part of our society, are told what they are and are not allowed to say or think, and the way that he explained it, I felt that I... I agreed with a lot of it. Interesting. Yeah, and I, I guess I would just say for anybody who felt has felt conflicted about him, who maybe likes his music, but has kind of felt alienated by some of the more um, eccentric things that he said. Just the wisdom of Yeezy. The wisdom of Yeezy. Yeah, give it a watch. You might be surprised. I need to get into that show, because I know, like, what, they've had Obama, they've had Kanye. The Obama episode's really good. Uh, George Clooney, I think, was one of the first guests. Yeah, that one's really, really good, too. The Oh, the Malala episode is probably oh, my favorite. Yeah, yeah that yeah, one's really to get inspired. It's interesting that he went from, like, his late show, and then, like, retired mm-hmm. somewhat forcibly, and then... Yeah. And then, like, went into, like, this Netflix series. It's a lot more serious. But, yeah, it's like David Letterman, so it's, like, kind of... Yeah. Does he still have his beard in the, like, most recent episode? He does. His beard is still going strong. <laughs> I was swallowing a piece of ice, so that's why it's weird. it sounded weird when I said that. <laughs> Sounds like the thing from Twin Peaks, if anybody's seen that. rock. <laughs> What? <laughs> in Twin Peaks, there's these, this character that shows up in the first season whenever... Like the, the new series? Like the the more most updated one? No, well, this is from the original series. So Well, it's, it's in all the whole series, but mainly the original series. So in Twin Peaks, um, there's this place called the Red Room. And basically, it's... it's I'm, I'm not doing it justice right now when I'm describing it, but it's basically like another dimension... And so whenever people go there, they, the way that they talk sounds really weird because what happens when they're making the show is that they record the actors saying things backwards and then they play it forwards. And that's how... Interesting. They, so, like, there's 
one of the famous lines is there's this like midget in the in the first season who like they see the first time that they go into the red room and he says let's rock and but he starts dancing but like it sounds he's like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's super weird <laughs> Have you ever seen Twin Peaks? No. But like, you're telling me something different than what I actually expected it's from the never, show. It's never what people expect. I, I don't... It's one of my favorite shows, and I don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, they're just not gonna... I don't know. You have to be in a, in a, in a certain mood to That's watch it. That's honestly how I feel about, like, Black Mirror. And I need to catch up, because I'm already, like, two seasons behind, and Dude. I'm... Fit, the fifth season looks so good right now. The, the new season is amazing. But it's only got three episodes, which sucks. What, really? Yeah. Three episodes. They did something really gutsy in the second episode, though. So, they have a character in the second episode that's just totally Jack Dorsey from Twitter. Like, the CEO of Twitter. Interesting. It's him. Like, there's, it's, it's not even like they're pretending it's not him. It's, like, exactly him. He, it, they get, and he's played by, um... Topher Grace from that 70s show. And he's like okay. in the desert for half the episode doing like a meditation retreat and he's like wearing this robe and like has this ridiculous beard and is I don't know, it's, it's so it's so interesting. It's such a it's a really good episode, but it's it's just interesting to watch because Jack Dorsey's kind of had a spotlight on him recently because of all the stuff that's been going on with Twitter and with censorship on Twitter and then like people have debates about whether or not you know because we have the president who uses Twitter for all kinds of different things and people debate like whether or not he should be allowed to say certain things on Twitter and so a lot of this comes back on Jack and like Jack Dorsey does all these crazy things where he like goes in these these like month-long meditation retreats and like does ice baths first thing in the morning and he does all this stuff to keep his head clear and so this episode is kind of about that about how Twitter has become this like crazy addictive thing but the guy who created it isn't necessarily like a bad person he's just like a guy who had an idea and now it's gotten so much bigger than what he it, it was weird because to me it kind of felt like the, sh the episode was trying to say what jack has more or less tried to say in some of his interviews um but like hasn't totally been able to communicate because he can because mm -hmm. he's in charge of this thing that's that is bigger than anything he ever could have imagined so yeah, it's very good. Also, what was another thing that happened? You started thinking about Twitter, and it started making me think of Facebook and their next big push, which is cryptocurrency, and their, their I don't know, I have to see what it said, but it, either they announced it or they're going forward. Something's happening. What's but, going on with cryptocurrency? Is, is, is Bitcoin still a thing? Yeah, Bitcoin's still a thing, and like all the other data mining, like, exchanges or whatever are still a thing it's just i don't it's just a weird like concept for monetary like gain which i mean it makes sense in a modern day but also it's kind, it's kind of strange yeah because you're like digitally finding money to be real i've almost tried to get into it like eight times yeah me too but then I've been like, I just don't know if this is going to be legit or not, like, yeah. down the road. But, like, I mean, now Facebook's jump, jumping on it, and they they want an actual, like, legit... They want they basically, what they want to create is an institution for, like, cryptocurrency. So they would be, like, what is, like, the big banks, like, Wells Fargo or one of those, you know, of mm -hmm. cryptocurrency. So when you're like, oh, yeah, I have to go to Facebook to cash out my 
my crypto. <laughs> my CC. I gotta go get my CC real quick right, with my, my CCs. With my BCs. My CCs and my little CC card right here. Yeah. My credit card cryptocurrency. I trade these in. It's, uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's definitely, and then I can only imagine like older generations being like, what the hell's a cryptocurrency? I know, what? right? There's another way to make money? I don't understand. Like, I know. I, I barely understand it. Also, talking to old people, the uh, senior games are now in full swing at, in Albuquerque, which has made a hassle of trying to do anything in the city because they just invaded. Look, I got to say something about this. Okay. I want everybody to know on this podcast, on the Discussion Ready podcast, we are not ageist. We're not. We we love people who are in their later years of their lives and trying to take care of themselves. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. However, do not tell me that I have to have such a degree of respect for a series of games for the elderly that I must tolerate unconscionable levels of traffic. <laughs> this I cannot abide. It doesn't seem that big of a deal to me. I just haven't, I don't know, are they like normal old people? Like, are they still slow in the drive or like... Are they like? Do they like? They like walk. Are they like kind of like, you know, like yeah? They, do they walk in a certain way, or, or is it like, they're old? Like before they hit that stage or wherever they are, whatever sport they're doing, before they hit that, they're like, in their walker, and then all of a sudden they like toss the walker aside, and they're like a superstar on the track, and they're like, look, <laughs> look at him go! Oh my god! Oh my god! He took off like a silver bullet. No, we. I mean, do they have... Maria Valdez is going to win it all! <laughs> do they have age limits? Like, do they have, like... I mean, they well, must, right? So, yeah, like, you have to be at least 50 or older. Okay. But there's no limit past that. You can be, like, 92 and literally, like, kicking everyone's ass on the track. See, that, but that doesn't seem fair to me, though. Because, like, if a 50-year-old is kicking a 98-year-old's I mean, ass... <laughs> no, I'm saying the 98-year-old kicks the 50-year-old's ass. But what if it doesn't happen that way? What if it happens the other well, way? Well, it's bracketed. You don't... It's not like the 50-year-old's <laughs> going after, like, against the 98-year-old. Because I was going to say... There's still, you... like, weight classes for certain things okay. and, like, your ability to do the task. Because I was going to but... say, if you're just, like, a really douchey 50-year-old, you could be like, I'm about to come in here, claim all these medals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there might be that, like, 90-some-year-old person that literally, like, is in the 50-year-old class, and everyone's like, what? That How's that fair? And then all of a sudden, they show up, and all of a sudden, they're like, dang, this old man's got it, this old lady's got it, like, oh, my God. But also, like, we were joking about it, <laughs> and we were talking about, like, we were thinking about, like, the events. We're like, what would the events be? We looked him up later, but like I, bridge, hardcore I said, bridge. I said speed knitting would speed be one. Knitting. Yeah, speed knitting. Um, high stakes bingo. Bingo, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, is, what would be the high stakes in the bingo? High stakes, you know. Um, what makes you sweat? 
You gotta you you have only like two seconds to select. You gotta trade all your Viagra. Oh my god. All all of it. Oh my god. Lifetime supply. High stakes. I hate you. <laughs> like I I mean that's. But yeah, so the the senior games are in full swing. It's creating havoc in the city. I feel like. Um, but yeah. So next up, we're gonna we haven't watched anything, but we'll talk about movies still and. How we have returned to the era and summer of 2016 in our current state of this summer. Yes, we have. And I don't know if Franco really knows about this, but we'll discuss it. I do not, but I'm about to learn with you guys. Stay tuned. So DeAndre is going to tell me about this return to 2016 in our current media environment. So I was reading this today, but 2019, it, we're still in the beginning of summer, mm-hmm. but this is already like full swing summer movie, like big budget blockbuster, you know, um, but reports are starting to show up that it's starting to falter just like 2016 did. Um... And this article that I read was really good because it brought up the similarities and, like, in 2016, no one really understood why. They they were like, oh, it's because Netflix is a thing now. People aren't really going to theaters anymore. But then each year then, things started growing and stuff like that. But people, this year, the article that was written was talking about how we're seeing very much similar movies flopping so like one of the big ones being x-men dark phoenix Mm -hmm. is a big one that has failed um men in black and shaft are already not living up to expectations they're falling short um there's there's exceptions like avengers avengers endgame just like exploded they're i think it said they're 45 million dollars away from breaking avatar's worldwide record um, good. And then, well, we'll see if it gets there. And then, uh, there, there's movies that haven't even come out yet that we can kind of probably already bank on, like Toy Story 4, it's a Disney, it's a Pixar setup, so it's already gonna, like, do fine. What other, what other, let's see, oh, King Kong, King, or not King Kong, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters is also failing at the box office. Yeah, which bums me out. Yeah, but I mean, they'll still continue it. Um, but the article brought up that the fact is that people are tired because it's, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's nothing different or new. And Godzilla tried, but it wasn't more of like, this is different the way the outcome is. It's more, we just put more monsters and that's why it's different. Yeah. Um... And then the person writing the article mentioned that their son brought up the fact that Toy Story, none of it's different. It's the same exact story every time. There's always a new toy that ends up getting lost, and the team has to go find them again mm. every single time. It's like, how much can you do within that world? Yeah, and it's, but it's, it still sells. Like, Toy Story will not not sell. Mm-hmm. Um... But then, and then you have stuff like Men in Black, which is international, sorry. Men in Black International isn't different. It's more of the same of what is already... It's like a different cast and stuff, but 
Yeah. It's still like the similar like men in black that we know. And so see this is the the central thing for me that I always think about. How do you make a commodity that's also art, you know? Because at the end of the day, the movie has to sell tickets. So naturally, these big studios are going to have to pick up projects that are going to bring in people. Well, that's what the end of the article brought up was the fact that, like, people are looking for something different. So studios are going to start having to listen to be like, oh, we got to be different. What's different? Mm-hmm. Um, because people are going to go to something that's a different take on something. Um it brought up one an, an old movie, which was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And the first one, like, was more the same of what other movies had brought, but it also sucked. Yeah. But then when Out of the Shadows came out, it actually was a decent film. But because of the first one, no one really went and saw that one. But the, art, the writer of the article was like, it was actually pretty good, and it was... A different Ninja Turtles and whatever. Um, but then you have uh, like Avengers Endgame, which just blows it out of the water. And that's because Marvel has, they know to like intermix things, you know. Like yeah. Before Endgame, we had Captain Marvel, which was our first like true lead female character yeah. superhero that was like Superman. Um, they know how to mix it. You know, Black Panther works because of, like, the cultural significance that they put into it. Uh, Ant-Man is one of the ones that are kind of, like, the lesser ones, and I guess you could argue that Ant-Man's, like, just more of the same, I suppose. It doesn't fail, but it doesn't really, like, separate, because it's just, like, a white dude. Yeah, just another white guy. Yeah, and I I think what really stands out is Luis... His best friend. Oh, I love Luis. I think he's the, the one that makes it work. Um, Michael Pena is just wonderful. Oh, yeah. And then there's, like, so there's Avengers Endgame, which, of course, it's the end of an era, so you're obviously going to go see it anyways. But it has the old, he's just like, inner, it's something different, you know? Mm-hmm. It It's something that you maybe have seen in a comic, but you haven't actually seen in a movie before, and it's here, and so it's something refreshing, I suppose, uh, especially when you can, the ar- the article went into like with men in black or like X-Men, people are staying home because instead of going to go see this more of the same in theaters and paying money to go see something they've already really seen before, they just sit back at home with their kids and like make popcorn or something. And they like find a high quality version of the, the first movie. So the thing like, that they've already seen. Yeah. To show them, you know, so they'll, because they can just, like, rent a high-quality version of, like, Men in Black. Yeah. The original, and, like, show it. Yeah. Like, it's going to be the same exact as if you watched the new one. And it's familiar. It's not, like, a new... And then, and so that's where we're kind of having, we have a, a return to 2016, because there was a slump in 2016 with major blockbusters, which is also when the first Godzilla came out, I think. Uh, I think it was 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that sounds more right. Um, but yeah, so we have these, like, these similar slumps that are happening. We're not done with the summer yet, but it looks like it's about to be in the same trend of things. So it's not looking good. But then you have 
it also argued the point that there are movies, though, that also do more of the same mm -hmm. that work. So one key one is John Wick. Mm -hmm. Each movie is the same exact, but they just add more mm -hmm. to it. But it's not if you watch the first one or the third one, it's the same thing. And I feel that maybe that's because John Wick is more of the same in terms of itself as a series, but it is providing an alternative to the superhero films, to these these franchises that we've had for like, you know, some of them it's going on 20, 30 years. Yeah, oh, that's one of the ones that happened in 2016 was uh, that the article brought up was Alien uh, Resurgence. Exactly. And that failed being because of more of the same and it was mm -hmm. such a huge time span and yeah so yeah I, yeah i would agree that was that was was that the name of the last one alien resurgence yeah i thought it was alien covenant N no sorry not alien um independence day resurgence. oh independence day resurgence yeah that looked terrible it was <laughs> it was so it was it was more of the same except bigger yeah so like the ships were much bigger the aliens were bigger. Okay. And I was just like, why does this need to be a thing? And they had built up a cool little, like, lore beforehand for it and everything, but, mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of that kind of fell apart. Which is too bad. Speaking of which, though, I, since we talked about Alien, Alien Covenant is a movie that I need to rewatch. Because I think when I watched it, I hated it because I'm such a big fan of the original first two. But also, do you, like think about sometimes like what's going to be the next cult classic because there's all these cult classics are movies that were hated mm -hmm. you know in, yeah. in the first beginning and they like flopped and they were like terrible mm -hmm. but then like they aged and everyone's like oh yeah that's such a good movie that's such a cinematic masterpiece and I'm like but you didn't say that 20 years ago when it came out that's true you hated on it I mean there have been a couple movies that I've seen within the last you know, 10 years that I feel like are, are going to stick around and people are going to be like, yeah, remember that? That was awesome. Mad Max Fury Road is one of them. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. I love that they take their time with that, but also George Miller's not getting any younger. Yeah, George, please stick around. Um, and then you have, like, people like Terry Gilliam, who's, like, fallen so far under the radar that people don't probably don't even know who I'm talking about, one. And two, like... He makes just so out wild, like, artistic films, like 12 Monkeys, I think was Terry Gilliam. Um, and then he had the his new one, which is the, uh, I think it's called The Death of Don Quixote? Yeah. And... I think that's him. Like, the biggest, like, struggle that movie put on him, but he didn't give up on it. And just, like, he... I'm, like, kind of rambling, but whatever. He just has this, like, so, like, cultish yeah, film mind. And so people just, like, hate on his films. Like, oh, that was so bad. Like, why would you want to watch this? But then it ages, and then people are like, oh, that was really good. Like, I really understood what they're going for. You know, either yeah. whether they're pretentious or not about it. Like, it still, like, ages... To a better yeah I, I feel like Del Dennis Villeneuve Denny yeah I think his movies will stick around too I think so. I, well, I, 
I feel like his 2049 definitely got, like, panned yeah. a little bit. And, like, then it's going to age and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, no, that was genius. That was a great, like, whatever. And I'm like, okay. I can't wait for that to happen so I can be like, yeah, I, I told I, you guys. I love Denny's, like, look. And I really want him to come back to the Sicario series because the second wasn't okay, but it just wasn't his. Yeah. Which I remember, like, and I like being, being able to be a part of the second one, but mm-hmm. I just, it again, it wasn't Denny, so... I've noticed he has a really interesting um, fascination in his movies with the theme of family. Because I like watching films from directors and trying to find common themes that exist throughout all their movies. And the family unit seems to be a big one for him. Because you see that in Arrival. You also see that in... um, Sicario in a more twisted way, like there's a disruption of it. And you see it in uh, Blade Runner 2049 because actually at the end of Blade Runner 2049 that's what the resolution of the film is about and it's kind of like yeah, there's this uprising, there's this AI not AI, um, this replicant army that's gathering and we need our savior and then there's also, like, the, you know, the police state-esque uh, government they live in. There's um, Neander Wallace, who's trying to, you know, do these grotesque things with his creations. But all of that kind of gets swept aside at the end of the movie when Harrison Ford, uh, when Deckard is reunited with his daughter and that's kind of like there's that like really pure moment at the end and it seems like that's what the whole thing has been about in one sense or another yeah so i'm interested to see how that kind of unfolds over some of his future movies he's doing the new dune movie which i'm really stoked about because everything i hear about it seems like it's going to be perfect honestly like the hype on that's already like so high and like the cast members and just just every time there's an announcement of a new cast member you know Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like but also, I'm just—it's it, his film, so I'll watch it anyways. One film I actually still haven't seen from him is *Prisoners*. Oh, *Prisoners* is great. Everyone says that, and like that's where it kind of like put him on the map. But yeah, I just still haven't seen it. It's incredibly dark, but it's like a really great psychological thriller. Also, I think that what is his name? The actor, not not Hugh Jackman. Um, very famous, this guy. So what? famous that you can't remember who he is. Yes, exactly. What is that guy? What is his name? He looks like Hugh Jackman? Donnie Darko. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is super underrated. And no, I'm... for sure. He's definitely like one of the most underrated actors. Yeah. And like, he, I like his, his style of acting because of like, because of Donnie Darko. And like, he just has this way of being able to be like sociopathic, I guess. Yeah, and th- his acting is really on point in uh, in Prisoners because he's got this, like... Ah, there's just so many things he brings to that role that I love. Another really great film of his is um, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Love Nightcrawler. That's where, like, I think his, like, sociopath shows the best, one of yeah. the best. But, yeah, that that one... Because I didn't know expect what to expect with Nightcrawler. I saw the trailers, and most of the the cuts for that trailer was him like whipping around in that like Dodge Challenger. 
And it was just like action, you know, to get people in. But then yeah. you watch the movie and it's nothing like what you see in the trailer and like not at all who he, yeah what the character is and you get in there and you're like whoa this is dark yeah it was it was a fascinating movie I love how it just kind of lets you sit with it with like what it presents and you kind of have to like decide for yourself yeah how to feel about all the things that happen. Jake Gyllenhaal is definitely underrated. Yeah, he really is. He's got so many good roles. Also, speaking of Jake, because he's in the new Spider-Man, um, it's so interesting that like with the with what we've grown up with, movie-wise and franchise-wise, like the theories that just span out, like one of them being that like a fan theory of having all three Spider-Men just, like, show up since the whole multiverse thing is going to be introduced. That would be so dope. And, like, it's just one scene of, like, Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew all, like... I would love that. All together, and, like, they meet up, you know, and they're like, you're Spider-Man? I'm Spider-Man, you know? You know what? I gotta take this moment and say what's in my heart. People always say... Tobey Maguire was a better Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man. Disagree. Andrew Garfield was better at both roles than Tobey Maguire. That's how I feel. That's how I've always felt. And I'm tired of pretending that I think Tobey Maguire was good in any capacity. He was good for the early 2000s. He was good in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 was great. When he wasn't crying. He was still crying all ugly and gross in number 2. Yeah, he was. All snivelly. In the scenes when he wasn't crying, he was good. You know one of my favorite things on the internet, because we're talking about the, the, the original, um, is those videos that where they take out the music, and it's just, like, the oh. sound, <laughs> but it's actually, like, whoever edited it clearly put, like, their own sounds on it. Did I show you the one with <laughs> the the end of uh, Star Wars episode 4? Uh, oh, yeah, where it's like, <laughs> with, like... And it's just like you hear someone like, <laughs> like the only sound is just Chewy screaming yeah. after they get their medal. Yeah, but like it's it's just so funny, like Spider Man three because you hear like shuffling shoes and he's like, <sighs> <laughs> like when he's dancing and it's like so funny and weird and awkward. Yeah, that's true. It's like whoever came up with like doing that's really crazy. Yeah. Um. But yet, no, I really liked Amazing Spider Man. I thought that was going in a really good direction. And I then did too. Amazing Spider-Man 2 kind of crapped the bed. Yeah, that movie was that movie just did not know what it wanted to be. But honestly, at least it gave me Rhino. Because I've always wanted Rhino in... <laughs> I just always <laughs> wanted... I always wanted Rhino in a live-action version. And it wasn't yeah. the best Rhino we could have had, but it was at least something. What was going on that year? Paul Giamatti had, like... Random movies? A bunch of movies come out all at once, and I was like, oh man, Paul Giamatti's blowing up. And then I haven't seen him <laughs> he's, since he, that time. He's on, he has his show, Billions, or Billionaire, whatever it's called. Oh, is he in that? On Showtime or Stars or whatever. Best role Paul Giamatti did still. Big Fat Liar. I was just thinking that too. I was <laughs> actually talking about Big Fat Liar at work today because someone said, I think someone said hungry or something, they're so hungry. 
they could eat a wolf or something. And I was like, hungry like the wolf. Mm. And then I started thinking about Big Fat Liar and Paul oh Giamatti. Oh, God. And then I was like, that movie is a classic. And I got hated on for it. But whatever. I to rewatch it. Have you... Frankie Muniz. Have you heard of Bigger, Fatter Liar? What? It's a it's a thing. So it's the same exact storyline. It, it's a straight-to-video uh, movie. And the only reason I came across it was because it... The trailer popped up on my Instagram for some reason, and it I thought it was a joke because mm-hmm. of how bad it looked. I was like, oh, this is like someone just making fun of Big Fat Liar, but no, it was 100% real. I watched the whole trailer, and the only only difference they made was that instead of a movie script, it was a, a video game script for like a, a video game story and whatever, and like this production head steals the the video game story and like makes his video game and then the kid's like hey that's my video and you know and the same exact thing ensues um but like the quality is so bad and mm. so cheesy and the actors are terrible mm. Gr- granted they're kids too but still like Frankie Muniz could have acted those two like out of the job any day yeah I can't believe they made a sequel without them. I hate how many of those exist. I don't know if they're not in it. They might, like, appear. I don't think Amanda Bynes would have been in it. I hate how many of those exist, though. There's so many, like, whether it was Disney or Nickelodeon, like, you franchises know, that really had knockoffs with these, like, randos. I love the era in the early 2000s when there was, like, animated films that were big, and then there was, like, the shitty knockoff that someone lower-end studio made. Yeah, that's kind of like the sci-fi of the cartoon world. Like sci-fi, like waits for those big budgets, like Godzilla or Transformers, and then they make a movie about a giant monster. Transmorphers just looks a lot like it. Yeah, and yeah, Transmorphers, and they change the title. It's like just like ridiculous. Alien versus Hunter. Yeah, that's what I didn't even <laughs> think about that one. I watched oh that god. one time. It was. Oh uh, my god. That was that was that was awful. I think they've done some Marvel stuff, too, at some point. Interesting. Yeah, but it was also shitty. Um, they're still making, or up until recently, they were still making, um, what's it, Super Babies? or the Oh, Lord. Baby Geniuses is what it was. They were making those? Yeah, John Voight plays the bad guy in every one, too. They're... Of all like people, like John Voight stuck with the series for some reason. There are people... Who buy those on DVD? I don't think they... I don't know if they buy Blu-ray? them, but it's on, like, on demand. Who order those things? They have <laughs> enough... Well, let me get this straight. Enough people pay to watch those. They have enough money to make more? I don't know who's paying for it, but watch. I'm going to look them up real this quick. This is sick. I'll tell you who. Perverts. <laughs> who's watching those? It's like the bronies of the world of yeah. super babies. The bronies are getting on line. Baby... And they're renting these movies, and I don't feel good about it. I'll tell you right now. I feel sick just thinking about it. So, as of what I can see, 1999, Baby Geniuses emerges. Uh, then we get Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. And that was where John Boy is. And then, let's see. Uh, there's Baby Geniuses and the Mystery of the Crown Jewels. Sweet mother. And that's the third one. Um, John Voight is the villain in that. And then the next year, 2014, Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt. John Voight's also the villain in there. 
and then Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby. That's 2015, and that is Space Baby. Also, John Voight as the villain. Uh. Yeah, it says when a space baby crash lands on Earth, the baby squad must race against time to stop an evil villain from taking over the universe. Also, like, that can't be, like, cheap to, like, have real babies, right? Sitting no. around, and then, like, you have their mouths move. Because I remember the original, like, their mouths, like, moved to, like, words. Or maybe I'm just, like, blending things. Maybe they just didn't move their mouths, but they could... People are telepathy. making these movies, and people are watching these movies. Probably just their kids. Probably just putting it on for the kids, but still. Man, really? there's better people, there's better things for your kids to watch. I don't have kids. They could have stopped at two. I'm not trying to judge what you show your kids, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's better stuff that you could show your kids. But it's just kind of interesting, because it went from 1999, and then 2004, and mm-hmm. then someone later down the road was like, in 2013, let's make another one. And yeah. then 2014 and 2015 were the follow-ups. Oh, sweet lord. I'm trying to see if there's any other... other. Speaking of uh, weird stuff that showed up on Instagram, did you see that weird video that O.J. Simpson posted? Video? Yeah. I didn't see the video. I just saw that he's like... Uh, Something about, like, people are going to get what's coming to them or something. Yeah, it was, he posted, an ins- I think it was an Instagram video, and it was just, like, the most, just, like, sinister little message in his Instagram video. He was like, hey, everybody, welcome to uh, Instagram. This is our official OJ account. A lot of fake people out there, so just know you're following <laughs> OJ, and uh, I'm going to be posting more stuff. A lot of people I got to get even with. And, like, everybody latched onto that one part. It was like... What are you talking about? Get even? <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, it's the same director too for Baby Geniuses. He like stuck with the series, apparently. He's done a lot of like Disney shows too, like the jo- or Jonas and Sweet Life, the movie, and Sunny with a Chance. Interesting. I guess he's good at making young adult to kid like media. I suppose. Um, sorry, but going back to what you're saying, uh, something came up today too, where I guess people, enough people were asking him to confirm if Kim Kardashian was his daughter. OJ? Yeah. Cause I guess that's been a, a theory and a rumor for like ages. Mm-hmm. And so like, he finally came out, he's like, no, she's not my daughter. Like, that's not a thing. I didn't even know that was a theory. Yeah, I didn't either. Did you see the O.J. Simpson TV show? The the not the real show, but like the the um, people versus people versus O.J. No, I haven't seen it. It's pretty solid. I mean, it's made by the same people who made American Horror yeah. Story, and they did what was the other one? There was a one before or after that. After they did one, I think it's called Versace. Something I don't. I don't yeah, it's in the same vein of like. Yeah. People versus um. I don't know what that one's about. The people they're versus really good OJ at really anthology good. stuff. I like. Yeah. Those writers are really good at, like, I love that American Horror Story was able to, like, was able to, like, springboard them. Because, like, they managed to make each season of American Horror Story fresh enough that people keep watching. Um, yeah. And then they have expanded to that. But they also have a new series that's not anthology, but it takes... Uh, newspaper like articles and stories that people know of 
and puts it into the show as the episode and stuff. So that's that show's nine one one, and that's an actual like story arced story. Like each season just builds the characters. Yeah. Um, but like, it's the same team. Huh? It's fascinating. It is, because, like, some of the stories, like, when the episode starts, I'm like, I remember this! I know exactly, like, the real article that, like, this crazy stuff happened, and they just, of course, they take liberties in certain aspects for... You have to. For the drama of the show, but for the most part, it, it... They get those, like, news reports or whatever, and they, like, plug them in, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah. And then, like, see these characters. And it's set in L.A., so, like, a big city. So, like, all this stuff can actually, like, happen. Um, and then they have a new, another 911 coming out. And I think it's 911 Texas that's coming out. So that's going to be a bunch of, like, different stories. Because it makes sense. You can easily regionally base, like, these articles that were, like, I would definitely watch a 911 Florida. The great. The crazy stuff. Actually, there is an episode of nine one one with bath salts. I think it's in season one, and like, uh, they come up to this guy like eating this other guy's face. See, I can't watch any of that shit. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand how people watch this for like relaxation. <laughs> like what? Like glad to say my life. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. We were at a bar the other night, and there was one of those shows playing on TV where it was just two like dudes standing outside yelling at each other the cops standing between them it was a tv show and i was like people just people watch this with wine yeah and relax well to go off of that like on my way to work uh i heard this on the radio yesterday but they replayed it today mm-hmm. um the the these two hosts on our the local radio like albuquerque station um they they have a new series called uh, Blown Off, mm-hmm. and it's about, like, people call in and be like, oh, my day hasn't got a hold of me since, like, this time, and they don't talk to me, and I don't know what's going on, and I just want clarity on why they're ghosting me, or this and that, and the hosts call them, like, the... I think I heard this. Yeah, one. they call the opposite, like party and try to get a hold of them and bridge the gap and be like so why didn't you like meet up and i it's definitely exists for like those people who like like drama you know and yeah. it's like ooh, i want to hear that. but it's real life stuff like i don't know sometimes it feels like staged to me so maybe it could be but yeah um this one was all about like this girl she's like yeah we had a really good time and uh, he just it's been about a week and he just hasn't messaged me and i've i know he's alive because he posts on social media and like he does this and that. And so they're like, okay, well we're going to get him on the line and they get a hold of him. And he's like, hello. And they're like, hi, it's this person and this person. Um, and he's like, Oh, okay. What can I do for you? And they're like, Oh, well we have this person on the other line and she just wants to know why you're, uh, avoiding her. And he's like, oh, my God. And then, like, the guy's like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, you got you guys got involved with this, blah, blah, blah. And so they're like, well, this is the time to clear the air. Like, why why are you ghosting her? And he just, he's like, it's just so hard to put into words. I just And then they're like, well, could you try? <laughs> and so he's like, and 
they were like, well, we have her on the other line. Like, you can tell her yourself, like, whatever. And he's like, I just, I couldn't stand you complaining. Like, everywhere we went, you were just like, oh, this about the beer or this about the place we stayed at or went to or the movie we watched because I went to, like, watch Rocket Man and, like, every night. And she's like, I do not complain that much. And he's like, you just, like, were going off and on and on and on. And I was just like, I can't deal with this, like, negativity. And, like, um, and then, like, the hosts were like, do you think you could tone down the complaining maybe? And she's like, I'm honestly thinking, like, in my gut, I think there's someone else. I think he's just lying to you guys. Like, I feel like there's just someone else and he's just not going to say it. And it's just so funny. It was just like, she's like, I'm still willing to give it a try. And they're like, yeah, I know, it was really weird. And they're like, well, we're going to end it because before it gets too awkward. And she's like, well, he made it awkward. And then, like, they hang up. But it's just, like, a cringe. It was so cringeworthy to, like, listen to it. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, people get, like, a kick out of it. They're like, yes, give me more of this. Yeah, it's so weird people get off on that stuff. Like, There's also a religious one that I rem- that this show kind of reminds me of. It's What is it? It's called... Um, it, it, I don't even know how we came across it, but it was, like, later in the evening it would pop up. Uh, and it was, like, some guy and girl, and um, he would have peop- any, any kind of person call, like, anonymously, and it'd be, like, some 16-year-old, and they just found out they're pregnant, and they can't tell their mom, you know? And he'll be like, well, you just need to let God into your heart, and, like except like you're gonna have to tell your like family like and some of the stories are just like kind of wild like and like he'd just be like well you'll be healed you just need to like let this go and like well this and it's just sometimes it was like okay advice but other times it's just like what i heard one of those guys on the radio the other day and i was like man this is really weird that they let this guy be on npr <laughs> and they were just talking to him for a while and i was like yeah this is really strange you're just talking to him like he's a normal guy and like everything he's saying isn't crazy and I looked at the radio station, and I was like, oh, my God, this is an NPR. I think this is Fox Radio. Oh, was so, it? <laughs> yeah. I accidentally it, like selected the wrong station as I was flipping through in my car. And I was listening to Fox like religious radio show for, like, a good five minutes there. I was just waiting for the host to push back against this guy. He was like, yeah, no, listen, people just need to remember that if they would just follow Jesus all their problems would get better. Like, that's just the way it is. You're not in touch with God. If, you, if your life is not right, you're not in touch with God. And I was like, yeah, this host is just letting him talk. Like, he, <laughs> man, he should really push back. Like, ask him a question. And the, the host was just like, yeah, yes. Yeah. So you think what you're saying is if more people would go to church, they wouldn't have these problems. He's like, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I was like, man, this is just, wow. I cannot believe this is allowed to be on NPR. I was starting to get pissed, and I was like, oh. It's not my MBI. I chose the wrong station. Good job. Yeah. You're able to get your little dose of, like, the opposite side. Yeah. Yeah. You, have, you know, and I think that's important every now and then to hear what they're saying. You know, see what it's like in their world. Don't want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't want to live there. And uh, definitely don't want to call in to a radio station with my personal problems. And my... Yeah, I always find Time that weird. It's just like people are like, yeah, these radio hosts will totally help me. And I'm like, why in any world would you think like, like actually a good point. Do you know Bar Rescue? 
No. The TV show? No. So there's, uh, formerly on Spike, it's now Paramount Network. Okay. Um, but there's this show called Bar Rescue, and the main, the main, the main guy is, uh, his name's, uh, John Tapper. Mm-hmm. And he's a professional, like, he's bartended, he's run businesses and stuff like that, so he knows what he's talking about. And, like, he come, he's, he's, like, Gordon Ramsay's of the bar, like, world. I don't know why I said Ramsey's, but um, he's like Gordon Ramsay of like the bar world, and like he'll come in and like tell you off and be like your bar's a mess, and like fix it up and like help you guys like help everybody like get back on track and like build a new bar, and it's up to them to either like make the bar successful or like sometimes you need that totally like destroy it because each, like those shows kind of have like an update at the, at the end where it's like oh a month later this happened you know so like it's up to the owners of who called but um he's gonna have a new show that's called uh marriage rescue and all it is is like these couples come in for his help with their marriage and i'm like he's up a bar, like, businessman, he doesn't do, I don't understand, like, why he's doing the show, and, like, everybody, all the comments I see on, like, Instagram and stuff are, like, dude, stick to bars, like, why are you doing this, and even, I'm, like, I don't understand, why is he, like, gonna try to rescue these marriages, it, and the ads look so bad, and it's, like, yeah, he's cheated on me, and I just, I want to know where we went wrong, and he's, like, listen, we're gonna get through this, and then, like, he does his, like, signature, like, stuff when, He's in Bar Rescue, which is like, you can't just keep doing this. You can't just keep going on with your lives, doing these, like, you know, just yelling at them, you know. And then at the end, they're like, we love each other so much. And I'm like, what is this show? I'll tell you something about that guy. That guy's a pervert. What? That that guy. Jake Tepper's fine. Yeah, he is. He's a pervert. Why? Because I can tell by what you're telling me. Oh my god, I hate you. Just kidding. He's not. I'm not accusing him of being a pervert on our podcast. That was just um, so... Speaking of people who, who did turn out to be creeps, though, Tony Robbins. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, Tony Robbins apparently is a creep. And he's been a creep for a while, which, not gonna lie, kind of bums me out. He, he said some stuff that I thought was pretty cool. But um, I bring that up because of what you're talking about. So, like... In terms of, like, people who would do stuff like that where they go and try to fix their lives, Tony Robbins is probably, like, the most crazy. And so many people found him inspirational that he got away with a lot of stuff. Because there's this documentary that was on Netflix. Well, I mean, he's also in the movie uh, Shallow Hell. Yeah. And he, like, literally, like, gives, like, bogus advice at Shallow Hell. I was like, you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought some of his advice was pretty good, but some of it is just, like, like, he's in this... They made a Netflix movie about him called I'm Not Your Guru, and I watched it. And there's a part in the middle of it at one of his, like, conferences, which, by the way, people pay, like, $5,000 to get into these things, where he has never met this woman. He's just, like, talking to this woman for the first time, and she's like, yeah, I, um, I'm just having trouble with my husband. Like, I just don't know if he's the one. He's like, you know he's not the one. You need to break up with him. And she's like, I just don't know if I can. He's like, get him on the phone right now. And the crowd's like going crazy. And they're like, oh my gosh. She's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get him on the phone. So she gets on the so phone. So he's basically you. Okay. I don't do this for strangers. 
I do this for my friends. <laughs> DeAndre's referring to conversations he and I have had in the past at another point in time where I had to tell him what was what. I had to tell him what he was doing wrong. And he had to learn. Well, that's what he's doing. But this was so crazy because she she broke up with her boyfriend because Tony Robbins told her to. I did because you told me to. Yeah, but I know you. Like I know I know this. I knew this. I knew the situation. I knew it was going wrong. Like you told me stuff. Tony Robbins met this woman five minutes ago. Five minutes later, he's like break up with your boyfriend on the phone right now, and the crowd is like cheering, and she did it. And then at the end of the movie. It said that, like, they got back together after the conference because she probably went home and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I broke up. <laughs> I can't believe I, like, threw my, my relationship away because this dude that I've never met told me to do it. He's, like, Robbins in the background being like, don't listen to me. Well, that's probably why, because he just wanted... He just had his own sick ambitions in the mix. I don't know, it's weird, because it seems like with the, with with stuff like that, with like people like Tony Robbins, or with like calling into these radio shows or whatever it is, people just want somebody who can like step in and like tell you how like you have, it is. Yeah, like tell you exactly what you need to do and fix everything, and I don't know, I, I think that that kind of thing is more of like a process, like there's no, I don't think there's always, I think there's n- almost never just like a right answer. It's more just, like, something you got to feel out, you got to figure out, you got to, like, try different things. Like, nobody's going to show up and, and give you exactly what you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the universe has a weird way of presenting things that you do want. Yeah. You'll think of it and, like, you're like, why don't I have this, you know? Like, I really wish I had, like, like why is, like, life this way? And then, like, what you ask for, ten, like, ends up happening, but no way in the way you expect you're like, oh, I guess that's what I asked for, but it was in an entirely different context that I never actually, like, thought would have been presented. Yeah, that's true. Um, DeAndre's correct, though. I was very aggressive with him at one point in time in the past and told him straight up, I was like, if you don't... He kidnapped me. Well, he didn't kidnap me, but he sure didn't let me go until, like, true. I committed to... Uh, doing this and it was a long time coming deandre was in a situation i was like listen it look we could let's call it what it was it was a situation ship okay it was a situation ship i was like deandre if you don't get out of this situation ship i will get you out of this situation ship i will end this situation ship for you on my own and i've never done that for one of my friends but I did that in this situation because i felt it was warranted well you didn't end this i ended it you just forced my hand yeah like, because I was it? like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it right now. Like, I'm going to just like, wherever she is. Get and the... I was like, no, no, no. And then you're like, no, then yeah. you better do it. You do it right now, right in front of me. I want to know that you did it. And then like, I did, I know I ended up like leaving and not doing it in front of you. But then I was like, an hour later, I was like, I did it. That's right. I made that happen. Yeah. So you know what? So if anybody welcome. owes me a new windshield, it should be you. <laughs> Yeah, this is a very long story. Yep. Perhaps one day in like 10 years we'll talk about it. We're almost there. On the podcast when DeAndre's comfortable. I'm comfortable than now. We just don't have time. There are... All the juicy gossip that half these like listeners already know. That's true. Anyway, 
The point is, if you see one of your friends in a tough spot, you can't live their lives for them. But if they ask you what you think, you can tell the truth. I did. I hope if you have a friend who's in a uh, position that you can see is harmful to them, you'd, you'd tell the truth too. That's how I feel. Nice little tidbit of advice to finish off this episode. Also, I should uh, verify. Um, I, I know I said like Tony Robbins is a creep. I don't know that he's a creep. I read an article headline. I didn't read what the article wow. actually said. But Did I you really s- do that? <laughs> I, I just want to make sure I'm not like saying something and then then people aren't going to message me and be like, oh, that, that wasn't true, Franco. That was debunked. That was just like a, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just want to make sure I'm covering the bases. You still went for it. As far as I can tell, the consensus seems to be that he's a creep and there seems to be evidence that he's a creep and that's why I said that. But yet you only read the headlines. So how would you know that? So that's true. I only read the headlines. Don't just read headlines. Read articles. Well, there's a life lesson for you there, too. Yeah. I didn't follow my own advice. All right. Well, we're going to sign off here. Today's episode is presented by the letter I. Ah, ah, ah. That's right. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. Hope you have a good week. Hope you go watch a movie. Hope you watch some good TV. Hope it's not ridiculously burning hot wherever you are, like it is here. Hope you're enjoying your summer nonetheless, and we will stop there. See you next time. Thank you.